0: That was great. (laughs) That's perfect.
1: Oh, well, hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, Things That Matter with Marty McNabb. Me, imagine such a thing. So a little bit about me. I am a personal historian and visual artist, or what I've been calling a legacy artist. And I have been working with my clients' photo, document, and memorabilia archives, creating visual narratives that tell the stories of their lives for over 25 years. I've had the honor and pleasure of this. And needless to say, you can tell, I love hearing the stories of the things that matter. The stories that get attached to our photos and our things have delighted me and the other people who've joined me at my live virtual and in-person show and tale events. So today I am delighted to have my new friend, I would call him that, who I just met about a month ago in a wonderful, wonderful program that I've been a part of. And I have heard about he and another member of our community hosting a wonderful event coming up, a very healing, important healing work that they both do. And it's coming up this Sunday, August 28th, on my mother's birthday. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So I want all my uh, listeners to consider joining Karen and Craig for that event on Sunday. So, but without further ado, I want to invite Craig, to take the stage, so to speak, and do his show and tell. Welcome, Craig. Thank you so much for being an early guest on my show.
0: Oh, thank you, Marty. I'm delighted that you asked me, and I'm delighted to be here. And uh, I think we're on the other side. We're, we're very far apart. I'm on the, uh, the Pacific Coast in Canada, in Vancouver. And you're way over in the east, aren't you?
1: Yes. I, right now, I'm in Vermont. So, yes, Yes.
0: (laughs) I've been to Vermont briefly. I drove through it once. Well, Um,
1: I've never been out quite your your way, but I hope to someday.
0: Yeah, well, you're going to have to come sometime. So shall I share my picture now?
1: I absolutely would love to have you share your picture there. Did I allow for that? Not yet. Okay. I multiple. There we go. OK.
0: There we go. And? Oops, you're sharing your own screen. Uh, right I, I
1: know. I don't want to do that. I am so sorry. Stop share. OK. So did okay. I do that? There. I've got
0: it now. I can, okay. I can, I can, I can see right. it. All
1: right. Little technical difficulties.
0: <laughs> this is a picture of the underside of a grand piano. And this grand piano has been in my life since I was, I'm not quite sure what year my mom bought it. I think I was seven or eight. And I still remember the day when I came home from school and I walked in the front door and there was my mom sitting at this brand new grand piano. We had never had a grand piano. We had upright grand pianos and that piano has been such an important piece of my life here i am at 60 and it's been in my life one way or another all these years now there's a reason why i'm showing you the underside of the piano because one of the things that i used to do because my mom was a very fine pianist she she loved playing chopin and schubert and loved classical music but every once in a while as a child, I would crawl under the piano when my mom was playing. And it's a magical space to be under a piano when it's playing, because all these sounds are surrounding you. It's kind of like as so many of us as kids, we made forts, like we had up end tables and we get the blankets out and we create these little secret forts. It's kind of like a ready made fort. So I would lie under there as my mom played and it was a lovely thing. And I, you know, I didn't do it all the time. I just did it once in a while. And then, you know, I hit my teens and it's something that just faded away. It it stopped happening. Um, so that's, we're going to pause that story because it becomes significant again, many years later, but another story around my piano came into being when I hit my teens, I was one of those unfortunate teens that got bullied when I went into high school. And I didn't know what to do. I was just at my wit's end what to do. I couldn't talk back. I, you know, fighting didn't seem like an option. And the thing about being bullied, really, that's worse, is the humiliation and the embarrassment that goes with it. So I hit it. Even though I had a lovely, loving family to go back to, I didn't tell anyone in my family. I didn't want anyone to know. And at that time, it just so happens that my piano teacher gave me a new piece of music to learn. And it was a Chopin Nocturne and it was sad and it was slow and it had so many different emotions in it. And in playing that piece, I found this healing solace. I could express everything I was going through in that piece in a way that was safe without ridicule. And in fact, it, it garnered applause. (laughs) So it really, I, you know, it's, it's a dramatic statement to make, but that piano saved my life at a time where I was really, like, I didn't want to go to school. It was like, I was terrified. And I just immersed myself in that Chopin piano piece. And at the end of the year, My piano teacher would have this large, elaborate piano recital. She had a lot of students. She had this big Baroque house with a grand piano. And I played that piece and I moved people. And that's when I learned it wasn't just for me, but it was healing for other people too. So I continued on with music. My heart was stolen and I got a music degree at the University of British Columbia. And then I got a music degree with the Royal Conservatory of Music and Piano Performance. And I came to the end and I didn't know what to do with my life. I, I just didn't know what I wanted to do with music as important it was to me. And I kind of had this period of 15 years where I, I was still playing, but it was just kind of in the background. And then I went back to music and I started a duo with Howard. He was a clarinetist and he phoned me up one day and said, Craig, I was walking down Broadway, and uh, there's this new piano store opening, and it sells these new Fazioli pianos that you were telling me about, these amazing Italian pianos. I had dreamt of playing one, but they were like rare, not for sale anywhere in this area. So I was in the store like a flash. So now we're coming back to the first story again. So I'm in the store, and I'm playing these pianos, and At one point, there was one other pianist in there, who I didn't know, playing their big nine-foot, Fatsioli concert grand. And I'm looking across the room, and suddenly I remember being that child crawling under the piano. I still don't know why. I was kind of being playful, right? I was just goofing around. So I walked over to him as he's playing. He says, just keep on playing. I'm going to crawl under the piano. And so he's playing away and I crawl into the piano and it's a nine foot concert grand. So I could lie lengthways underneath it. And I'm lying there and I'm remembering my childhood and how great that was. And then I'm feeling the sound though, like my whole body it's, I, I tell you, it's like getting a sound bath, lying under a piano. And it was just, I had forgotten how powerful that feeling was. So I went home. And I kept thinking about it for like two or three weeks. I thought, I wonder what other people will think. So I had three friends over to my place, this place I'm in right now. And they each took a turn lying underneath my grand piano. And I played for like 10 minutes. I improvised. That's another thing that I do. I make music in the moment. And they were all, oh my goodness. This is not like listening to a piano from across the room. This is so amazing, like eyes bulging, amazing for them. And in the conversation that ensued, one of them said, you know what, I think you should do it as a business and you can call it Under the Piano. And that's when Under the Piano was born. And you know, I experimented, I tried it with a few people first and everybody was just having this wonderful experience. So I started doing it and you know, I've lost track of how many people I've done this for. I do it for individuals and I do it for couples, but there's another piece to it. And that is that all the music I create is spontaneously created. So they don't just come in and get on my piano and I play. They sit on my couch and they share stories about their lives, their passions, their interests. Um, Some of them open up and share about what they're dealing with you know, traumas and things that aren't going well in life. And then I also invite them to share, well, how would you like your life to be? What's an intention you'd like to create? So they share all that. And then I say they, cause often it's couples, it's individuals and couples. And so then they would get under the piano and then I would sit down at the piano and I would spontaneously create music for 40 to 45 minutes that is inspired by the stories they told me. And without hesitation, it's it's a, a wonderful experience for people. But then one day a woman arrived. I didn't know her. she was recommended. She was visiting from Toronto and she sat on the couch there. And then she shared that in the last year she had lost her son to cancer. She had lost her husband to cancer. She turned to alcohol and became an alcoholic. Her life was a mess and she was just, bereft. So I'm not a therapist, so I don't do anything. I just listen, right? So she lay under the piano, and I played. And it was shocking, it was cathartic for her. And that's when I discovered music can get to things that words alone sometimes can't. She came out transformed. So this thing about grief, um, has really emerged as the most fulfilling thing I do with these experiences. Um, and I do them online. I do them in person. Uh, I do them in groups now. And now I'm collaborating with people as well. So we've, we've kind of come through this journey and, and how I ended up working with Karen.
1: Right. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, wonderful! Yes, I uh, the word trans- transformational or transformative kept on coming up when I was listening to your story, Craig, and uh, yeah. he, you know how healing it is. Um, it was for you, and it is for the people who benefit from your your work and uh, and now collaborating with Karen. So, yes. um, yeah. So that that is amazing, and I would um, invite you. That is our uh, our one of the things we were going to do today, and that's why I wanted to get you on early and before September fourth, um, and get you on early is because I want to put out to the world um, about this wonderful transformational. Um, uh, gathering that you and Karen are hosting this coming yes. Sunday. So you had mentioned that you have a flyer and that you could share that. I do, I do. And yeah. then I thought while, what we could do um, while the flyer is up, because you don't want to just throw it up there <laughs> for a second yeah. so people can't see it. So it's up there for a while. Um, please uh, go ahead and, um, and maybe add a little music in the, sure. uh, the yeah. background music for for a yeah. c- couple of minutes and and um, and before we close out our time together, what do you think?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And I, I'm gonna play something very soothing and soothing and gentle. Uh, it just so happens I have a dear cousin who who went through a major surgery yesterday, the day before yesterday. And it went well, but she's gonna be in hospital for a week healing. It was like a nine hour surgery. Wow. So um, yeah, so I'm gonna create something like that, which often right. is people who are grieving, you know, want healing, so. Wonderful, wonderful. So I'll bring that, I'll post that up. I'll say just a little bit about Karen and then I'll start the music.
1: Uh, yes, yes, please do. I don't know as much about Karen other than she is a deaf doula and. yes. Yes.
0: Exactly. She is a death doula, and um, a death doula is a person who um, prepares people for end of life, them and their loved ones, so that that is an experience that is healing and nurturing and offers completion. And, you know, we don't deal with this very well in our society. <laughs> so true. And I think death doulas are becoming they're also called end of life doulas are becoming something that's arising. Yeah. So I was just so delighted to meet Karen. So in this event that we're doing together, Karen facilitates the conversation like she has expertise there. Um, that is wonderful. And I get to just listen. I don't need to worry about anything. I just listen to the stories that people shared about loved ones they've lost. And then I, based on what they share and a little feedback I get from them, I then create a piece for each person after they share their story. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. So, um, I will make a little music. I just need to turn off my voice mic for this. Oh,
1: okay. Thank you, Craig. Look forward to this. Yes. Craig thank you so much my goodness and you were you had talked about sometimes you have that in, inner inspiration and know the timing like I was just oh. perfect <laughs> absolutely perfect timing Craig so
0: oh I, good
1: I am so delighted to be connected with you and Karen Sadly, six o'clock at night, I will be at dinner celebrating my mother's birthday. Yes, yes. Sunday, but I hope to uh, attend uh, some other of your and Karen's offerings um, as it goes on. I, as you know, we've spoken of. uh, I have been so uh, grateful for the fact that for some bizarre, weird reason I over the last six years, half a dozen years, I have gathered together uh, and uh, my my community has been expanded and informed and uh, li- uplifted through the work of last responders. Um, mm. We've talked we talked a lot about first responders, but last responders are, Uh, as critical as far as I'm concerned, I'm so grateful. Like you said, I think that culturally things are shifting here um, in the United States and in North America in the more acceptance. And I'm so, so grateful for that. And uh, I need to connect you with my friends at uh, Let's Reimagine for sure, because the the work... Yes, I I,
0: I think you did send me the Facebook Uh, group which I think I think that's what you sent me and I did join it.
1: Oh good oh good yeah Yeah. and uh, they're looking for collaborators they have a an event coming up this fall um, and it's like a month long event and they're looking for people like you and Karen to Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. create events and they'll they'll promote it within their death-positive, life-embracing um, life, life uh, uh, communities. So please yeah. consider that. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you for that, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you. And and again, I wish you and Karen the best there. And um, so for everyone, um, thank you again, Craig, for joining me, being an early adopter, an early guest on Things That Matter with Marty McNair. Yeah.
0: I think there may be one thing we've got to say. This is an online event.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> so it doesn't
0: matter where you are.
1: Oh, <laughs> and yes. We
0: have, and we have a maximum of 10 people. We keep it intimate. Oh. You know, so we don't want more than 10 people there. So, Wonderful. So,
1: yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Wonderful. And I know that I am going to share the link in this, the link to the event. Beautiful. Um, yes. In this Thank you. Pod- podcast and my YouTube and also podcast. So um, I appreciate that. And so um, thanks again for joining me. Again, my name is Marty McNabb. I'm a personal historian and visual storyteller. I host monthly virtual events uh, and some in-person ones, but the virtual ones for sure. My next one, as a matter of fact, is September 11th and the theme is past and present. What are the things mm. that you hold on to that tell the stories of a loved one who's passed away? So it's perfect timing for this. It is yes. believe yeah. in, in the afternoon. I will post that in uh, the show notes as well. And, um, and I also want to invite people if you would like, obviously with Craig, if you'd like to hire people to come in and and do transformational work like Craig does or like I do with Show and Tales, where I can come in and host your family reunion or your college reunion or your friendship circle that hasn't been together or for that matter, a bridal shower or a baby shower. Consider hiring some uh, unique and quirky and different types of things and activities and experiences like ours which brings me yes. to the third offering which is something that i've worked on in the group with craig um, in the wealth and impact boot camp is i came up with my target market for my online community and they are their names i refer to them their avatar are weirdos and <laughs> I thought you might like it. You know, you talked about being different and small and getting bullied. Oh, you know, but you look at what, look at where you are now. But my community is made up. It's the weirdo stands for where every individual remembers doing original stuff.
0: I love that. (laughs)
1: And needless to say, Craig and Karen and I, and a lot of people on my podcast so far and into the future, into the show, are all gonna be a little bit weirdos. So I hope <laughs> you- <laughs> I thought you might like that, Craig. So thank you for yes, your,
0: I do. <laughs> your
1: automatic response. Um, mm. I think that many of us are in the wealth and impact boot camp too. Um, so <laughs> we're, we're unique, different. Uh, what are they called? Outsider, outsider or outliers um, that don't quite fit in, but we do have a community. And I hope yeah. that um, we will all, all part of one another's community. So thanks yes. again. I really appreciate it. And I, oh, and I see that Craig has a Patreon as well. I do. So, yes. We Just are look
0: up Craig Addy, and you'll find it.
1: Wonderful. Well, I am going to put all of this stuff into the show notes and that's great having it on your, on your screen. And I love your, um, your logo as well under, and I was thinking your music is so transformative across the computer without even lying underneath, but idea of doing that. And so the next time I'm in your neck of the woods, I'm coming over and I'm getting under your computers I mean under your (laughs) under your under your piano um
0: (laughs) at least you didn't say under the table that's the one that people keep on saying under the table (laughs) under the table so it's kind of shady you know (laughs) pay me and we won't say anything (laughs)
1: Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for ending us with such humor and such generosity and goodness and love, love, love your offer into in the world. And I look forward to staying in touch.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. You have a great
1: you have a great day. Thank you so much.